eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I wanted to talk for you. No, I just wanted to talk about the Bears draft and give you some of my thoughts about what the Bears did with their picks. Overall, I don't know how you can really be mad at what they did, to tell you the truth. I, I look at the moves that they made. There's no real splash moves here. If I'm looking at this this draft class as a group, just off of initial reaction, I say that Jalen Johnson is your best chance for a star in this group because of where he was drafted in some of the historic stuff that that Utah defense did last year, that that defense at Utah over the last few years, really, really good, and he was a big part of it. If you start talking about the statistics on this kid, you you find out some, some crazy stuff, like only three touchdowns given up in 1,200 snaps on passing downs with him out there. Like, that type of stuff is crazy. I said this in the... Uh, in the podcast before, but it bears repeating. Watching the tape on him, I saw a play where he got beat by a double move. He falls for the pump fake and then recovers and is still able to break up the pass. Like that's That to me is really, really incredible. Cole Komet, I talked a little bit about in the previous pod. You should go check it out. And there's sound from Cole Komet in that podcast. Because I had him on the show that, and I talked with him about a lot of different things, including the possibility of him being with the Bears. We even talked about the fact that people had kind of thrown some shade on whether or not he can block. And he's looking forward to proving a lot of people wrong in, in that regard. Once they got past the second round, when I started to look at this draft, I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that I know a ton about the players that they got. I went and did some digging after they made the picks, but these weren't people that were necessarily on my radar beforehand. And that's kind of how it is. There's a big portion of 
rosters that are made up of draft picks that happen in rounds four through seven. So you are going to find players that are going to stick. If I had to guess from the guys that they drafted, I would say that the three guys in the fifth round have a good chance of sticking around. And let me make an argument for each of those guys. Travis Gibson, really interesting player, looks to be a very raw, like rush specialist. And when you look at his numbers, what what he ended up doing at Tulsa his senior year, eight sacks, 15 tackles for loss. His junior year, he had five forced fumbles, which I think is great. I was talking with Alex Brown about this. We did our show on NBC Sports Chicago last night, and he said, look, I." he reminds me a lot. The type of player he is is how I was, where you get to get around the quarterback a lot, but he says he's a bendy guy, so he's, he's someone that is going to need to be coached, but he thinks that he could be really productive, and when you consider that you're being brought into a situation where Akeem Hicks is going to be in the middle of the Bears' defense, Robert Quinn is going to be on an edge, and Khalil Mack is going to be on an edge. It should offer opportunity for Travis Gibson to get some work and maybe get to the quarterback and show you some production. Kendall Vildor, really interesting prospect. There was actually a lot more tape on him than you would suspect for a kid coming out of Georgia Southern. He had a good senior bowl. He had a pick in that game. And what I think is even more interesting in the practice before the game, he had a a good senior bowl week. I saw some places say that he didn't, but I trust Greg Gabriel and stuff like this because he was paying attention to try and get guys into the XFL. And he had some strong feelings about Vildor. Now, granted, he's playing at a little bit of a lesser school because it's Georgia Southern, but they played good competition while he was there. And I look at him and I say, here's a guy that not only broke up passes, he also was okay tackling. And give me corners that want to come up and try to help in the run game, or at least can get their guy down on the ground once their guy makes a catch, if their guy makes a catch. So, I'm kind of excited to see what he ends up doing and what he ends up becoming. One of the other things that Greg Gabriel said about Vildor is that he's an explosive player and has excellent ball skills. I'm good with that. I'm totally good with that. He's going to be given an opportunity because cornerback is a position where the Bears are trying to figure some stuff out. You keep wondering, remember that big body dude that they brought in last year from Valdosta? Steven Denmark, that didn't look like a corner. He kind of looked like a safety. Like, you got to wonder, are they going to maybe try and move him to safety? So then we get to the other fifth-round pick. And this is the one that I think is the most intriguing because a lot of times that's the offensive player is always a little bit more intriguing than the defensive players. Darnell Mooney, the wide receiver out of Tulane. They needed some speed. I... Coming into this draft, I actually thought that the Bears could have helped themselves quite a bit by drafting some wide receiver help. It's a position group that I don't think is very strong. I think there are a lot of question marks about that group. 
obviously there are no questions about Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson's one of the best receivers in the NFL. No matter how you classify him, and I, there's been this kind of weird semantic argument about is Allen Robinson a number one? I, I think that if you're saying is he the elite of the elite in receivers, is he Julio Jones? No, I don't think that. But is he DeAndre Hopkins? No, he's not any either of those guys. But I know what I'm going to get every week. I'm going to get a guy that's going to bust his ass. I'm going to get a guy that's going to make big plays, that's going to win 50-50 balls, that's going to run sharp routes, is a good teammate, all of that stuff, and is productive. Like, he's a productive player. To me, there are guys that end up getting catches because they're the only real legitimate threat on the team. And I liken it to Zach Levine on the Bulls getting buckets because really no one else can. I don't think Allen Robinson is that type of player. I actually think that you put him anywhere and he's productive. If you look at the quarterbacks that he's had over his his tenure, whether it's in Jacksonville or with the Bears, it screams out a guy that knows what he's doing. Anthony Miller, I don't know what to tell you about him. I see the moments the same way that the coaching staff of the Bears sees the moments with Anthony Miller. And you go, okay, this kid's got some swag to him. He He's tough. He can make some plays. You see him separate his shoulder, pop it back in, get back in the huddle, all of that stuff. I still think there's a, a tad bit of growing up on the field that he needs to do. And he needs to learn how to harness all of that stuff that I think has the potential to make him a great player, but also could be detrimental because he gets you penalties. He isn't always paying as much attention as I would like for him to. I think there's a really good player in there. It's just, will it come to the forefront? And beyond that, I have a lot of questions. So them drafting Darnell Mooney, this kid's slight, okay? He's he's 5'10", 176 pounds. This is a guy that you're probably going to have in the slot. This is the guy that's probably going to be doing the role that Taylor Gabriel was doing. But he's rocket fast. 4'3", 840 at the combine. He makes good catches for a smallish guy. He makes good catch- catches. My only concern with him is what's it going to be like when he gets bodied can he get off a jam if there is press coverage how is he going to deal with running across the middle in the NFL will his body hold up long for him to have a real impact he might be one of these dudes that he's just so fast it doesn't matter I'm still waiting to hear back from some people about his route running because that could make the difference if you have a guy that runs clean routes and you add in that crazy speed then you got something. Guys that can can win the battle at the line of scrimmage before a defender puts their hands on them. Because their footwork's so good. I'm gone. I'm gone. So you can try to put your hands on me if you want, but I'm going to be 10 yards down the field while you're trying to figure it out. Then you, you look at the last two picks. The, the Bears went with two guys that can kind of alternate between guard and tackle, it, depending on who's doing the projection in Arlington Hambright and Lachavius Simmons. I thought the offensive line was going to be a bigger priority for the Bears earlier in the draft. You could make the argument that drafting Cole Komet does help in that regard because you're you're getting someone 
who can be a potentially good blocker in your run game that offers you the benefit of being able to run routes down the seam. But I thought that they were going to get some young bodies in there. It's possible that these two guys get into camp and they wow some people and they end up on the active roster and not on the practice squad and not cut. I just I just don't see it. And I and I will be straight up with you. I don't have enough information on both of them to make a really good projection on them. I saw Hambright play a little bit. I watched a I watched strangely enough, I watched a lot of Colorado football. Steven Montez, the quarterback, was really intriguing to me. He was someone that I thought that the Bears might take there in, in the late rounds. And I will say that there were games where I tuned in where Hambright was impressive in those games. That I went, oh, that guy, that guy's good in pass protection. I'm not sure if he makes the team. I think that there have been there's so much money that's been allocated across the Bears offensive line. It would be great. If you got inexpensive tackles, that major roster, I don't know if I see it happening. I did think they would go earlier. But overall, I thought the Bears, their draft was fine. There was, there was nothing that screamed out flashing red light to me. Now, as I get more and more text messages, emails, and phone calls back from people I know around college football then maybe I'll feel that way. But so far, I said it last week that I thought that if Komet was there at 43, that they should draft him. And I stand by it. I saw someone say this on Twitter, and I agree. Someone that was just a fan talking about this. How can you be mad at the Bears getting the best player at a position of need? The argument against it is, well, was this a good year for tight ends? If Cole Komet came out in a draft that had a better group of tight ends, would he have been the number one guy? Probably not, especially in retrospect when you look at a guy like George Kittle. But I saw that, and and yeah, they got 10 tight ends now, but that won't be the case once we get to September. And Cole Komet will definitely be one of them. I think it's a good move. I really like the Johnson pick. Like, that's my pick to click out of this group. All you need to do is go look at the tape. This guy is tough. He's tough. He's got skills. He doesn't give an inch. I like that. I like it. I said this was another pod, too. I like my cornerbacks a little cocky. And he's got some of that, and I dig that. So that's kind of my initial reaction. I've had a chance to sleep on it talk to a couple of people. This might change on Monday. Well, not my overall thoughts on it, but as I get more information, I'll try to update you on what I hear. But there was nothing that happened in yesterday's draft that makes me go, Pace is an idiot. It just seems like, okay, they've made some additions. There's opportunity here for all all seven of these guys. All seven of them have an opportunity to make this team. We'll see which ones of them do. Thanks for listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 